You're listening to the Mentors for Military podcast with your hosts, Robert Gowan, Rudy Lindsay, Mike Pritz, and Kat Kalen. What's going on, buddy? What's up, bud? Not much, man. I want to hear the story how you and Christian go way back. There's got to be a way back story here. There's not. What? It was social media, really? Yep. Okay. I I was was just thinking you guys must have served together Force Recon or something like that. Uh, He wishes. I I do wish. No, it was actually... (laughs) I, I just randomly saw his Instagram page one day, and I was like, wow, this guy's doing a lot of cool stuff. We started talking back and forth, and I met him at SHOT Show in January. Okay. I was walking down the hallway with a friend of mine, and I was like, dude, that's I, I think that's Bam Bam. And then I walked up to him. I was like, hey, bro, are, are you Bam Bam? And he was like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, dude, I'm... On C State Twenty One, like total nerd conference. It yeah. was. <laughs> this is this is not shot show. This is Comic Con. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what it felt like. <laughs> bam, bam. Yeah, man. Could you imagine though if you walk, walked up to the wrong dude? Bam, bam. Who you going, bam, bam? <laughs> yeah, right. So that's cool though that you guys met that way. Actually, that's how Rudy and I met as well. It's cool how you know social media works between especially veterans. It really is. It's a, it's an awesome platform if you use it correctly. Yeah, no doubt about it. Using it correctly is a big thing. I mean, we had a big conversation about how, in some cases, a lot of people are not using it for the right means, and they're not using it the right way, and can no. kind of, you know, especially if they're on a platform where they have a, a huge following, it could yeah. end up being really bad. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I 100% agree on that one. I'm a big, big person on if you, I mean... You know, it's more than just a modeling platform for hot chicks. You know, I mean, you can we reach out to so many veterans on a daily basis just as social media alone. You know, and if you know if everybody got on the same page, it could actually be a pretty awesome community if it was used right. Yeah, and there are a lot of veterans out there on Instagram. I didn't realize how many actually when I started yep. up Mentors for Military. I got on Twitter and Facebook, and I didn't really even use that much, but didn't have an Instagram account. Then I started noticing my personal email Instagram account as I started going around and looking at. People, their veterans and stuff that friends were talking about. I started realizing, oh my God, there is a huge following on Instagram by the veteran community, much yep. more so than there are on Twitter or Facebook or anything else. Well, I think the big thing about it and that draws a lot more people to it is that you don't get like the rants. You know, you don't have to hear about how shitty Obama is and what you ate for dinner and all that stuff. It's, you don't? It must be who you're following then because I see it, those things all the time. Well, you could, you don't, you know. You, if you don't want to, if you don't like that community or people, I mean, you just don't have to follow. It's not like, you know, friends from high school and stuff that are on Facebook and you feel right. obligated to follow. But it's like, you know, with me, I'm big into the outdoors and the veteran community and, and gun community. So that's pretty much what my whole social media is based around. So I don't have to see like fitness, food, pictures of spaghetti and salads and stuff every night like I do on Facebook. So it's it's definitely <laughs> nice. I like it if it's, if it's used correctly. And, you know, when Christian told me about you, he goes, you know, hey, you ought to reach out to uh, to Bam Bam and to Brian. And I went out to your website and I got to tell you, I sent this text to you, you know, via Instagram and everything. The the video, I mean, that kind of comes up from your foundation, it, it gave me chills. It kind of gave me, you know, it made the hair stand up on me. It was just so profound. Yeah, I mean, we just... 
Well, we're trying to, just trying to do it the right way, you know. I mean, it's just we're just good old boys out there trying to help each other out, you know, at the end of the day, and that's all it is, and that's all we try to strive to be, you know. It's just, but we like to show it, you know. If you're doing it right, it's it shouldn't be hard, and there shouldn't be anything forced, and you shouldn't have to really go out and do crazy things. I mean, we just, you know, these guys come to us with what they want, and we just make it happen. We do, we try our hardest to to make them as happy as possible, and let them know that there is life after war, and that these guys are able to do things that they didn't think they can do. So. You know, we just kind of put together a little highlight reel. Just we really didn't think anything of it, you know, because we live it every day with these guys. We're out there in the field with them every day and traveling with these guys. And uh, and we were the same way. We got that video back. We were just like we were blown away. We're like, man, we've we've accomplished a lot. And that was just like one hunting season, you know. So yeah. we sat back and we watched it probably a hundred times. All of us here with the wishes, we were just like, wow. Like you know, we kind of hit us at home as well because it shows you what you've accomplished and the lives that have changed. And you know, you look back on those guys' stories and you're just like, man, you see them now. And how much of a, a, you know, accomplishment that they've, or, you know, how much growth they've done since that time, since like a little duck hunt or a turkey hunt or something like that, you know? It's so real and raw. I mean, that's yep. the thing I liked about it. It wasn't as polished, you know, like this thing where, hey, let's go out and do a video. Okay, drive up in your pickup truck and show, you know, that type of thing. I mean, even the conversation you guys were having about what you shot and everything that day, even that portion of the video, to me, it was just real. Yeah, you know, and you see, like, you know, the guys throwing snowballs at each other or wrestling and fighting. And, yeah. you know, it was just, we're just having fun. That's what it is. You know, I think a lot of these bigger charities and organizations, you know, it becomes a, a kind of like a dog and pony kind of thing for these guys. They want it, they think that they have to parade them around and show them off and stuff like that. And it's us, it's like, I mean, you know, I call my dad up. I'm from upstate New York on the Canadian border. I call my dad. I'm like, hey, let's take some guys hunting. He's like, all right. You know, and they stay at my mom and dad's house. And, you know, we're out on the boat and laughing and joking. And it's just, you know, there's none of this big hoopla. You know, we, sometimes we go to town, you know, the town will find out. And they come out and want to meet some of the guys. That's, I mean, that's cool. We always support local communities and things like that. But, you know, we're just, we're just boys just doing it. You know, we're veterans just wanting to get our guys back, men and women, back out there. And so, I mean, you could see that in the video. We're laughing and joking. We make fun of each other. And it's just how it is. I want to take that camaraderie that we had in the military and that, you know, that brotherhood that you're with guys 24-7. And I want to bring that to wishes, you know, and it's, that's what these guys are missing. They don't need money and things thrown at them. I think where the basis is and to help these guys out is to start with themselves and the brotherhood again. And, and that's the healing process. That I think that starts that fire inside of them is knowing that they got the boys back out there. And, you know, from that little that little step of just getting them out into the outdoors and having them out there and laughing and joking and, you know, tripping them and he falls in the mud and you laugh at them and you know, vice versa. And you're, you know, you're talking, you know, smack to him because he's in, he's in the army or air force and you're a Marine or whatever, you know, those are the things that just build that bond. And you had it in the military and we're trying to implement it here in the civilian world and show them that it's still able, it's still out there. Now, I think it's really cool. What started you with the wishes for warriors foundation? I mean, take me back to your own experience within the Marine Corps what was it that all of a sudden after you transitioned that made you think, hey, you know, I think I need to build a foundation? Um, well, I lost my best friend, Lewis. Um, we were high school, grew up together, you know, and he joined the Army. He comes from a long line of, of soldiers, his father and grandfather and his, his mother. I mean, his whole family was in the military. So obviously, you know, in the Army. So, you know, that was a no brainer for him. And I joined the Marines. And if you go on the website, you'll see a picture. We both came back from boot leave at the same time. He came back from his boot camp at the same time I did mine. And, you know, we he went to dinner. And that was the last time I saw him. He deployed immediately. And I went right in the workups. And we were going to be in Iraq actually at the same time. And he ended up getting a hit with an IED like hours of being on the ground there oh my and he was killed so you know i mean that always weighed on me 
and he really didn't get to live out any of his passions or dreams. You know, he was such a, he was a kid. I mean, we were still teenagers when he got hit. So, you know, years went by and it always kind of sat on my shoulders. And then I started seeing all these guys come back from, you know, Iraq and then Afghan later on. And while you were still in or this is after yep, you got out? While yeah. I was still in and it really didn't. I mean, when you're still in, it doesn't. I mean, I don't, don't take this the wrong way, but it didn't affect me as much because you sure. just see it. You know, it's part of life. It's what you signed up to do. But then once I got out, you know, I started seeing these guys just rotting. You know, these right. men and women are just sitting at home. They're not doing anything. And I was actually on um, up on a, a pig hunt up in Northern California with uh, a couple of buddies of mine. And we're sitting on the side of this mountain. And I'm like, why don't I have a vet here? You know, like yeah. I would much rather bring somebody out and watch them accomplish something for the first time or show them something. You know, I was born and raised my whole entire life in the outdoors. And so it's like, I have some knowledge I can share on these guys and yada, yada. So, you know, I came home and I think it was literally the next day I'm sitting on the couch and I see this wounded warrior commercial and I despise these guys at the time and was still do, but you know, and I saw them and I see what they're doing for these guys. And I'm hearing all the horror stories from my buddies that are double amputees and waking up in the hospital with, you know, a pair of socks and flip flops from these guys. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I, I looked at my fiance and I was like, you know what? I'm doing it. I'm going to start this. I'm going to do it the right way. Like I'm not going to take advantage of these guys and just use them for marketing. Like I want to help out. And it was just kind of like a little idea. You know, I didn't expect it to really flourish the way it has. So, you know, we put some ideas together and came up with a name and, and put it, you know, started putting the pieces together. And then all of a sudden it just took off, you know, it just exploded in our face in a good way. And we've had so much support and um, you know, the, the vets, the veteran community and the outdoors community and the tactical community. Like, I mean, like everybody just stepped up the board, you know, stepped up on and wanting to help out. And so, you know, we've been, there was no really crawl, walk, run stage. We kind of just took off sprinting and we've been trying to keep up the whole entire time. And we want to keep the momentum going because, you know, the amount that we can do here is just enables us to help out more veterans in the long run. So that's kind of, kind of a little backstory. You know, our goal was to help out, I think like five vets. My first year is what I wanted to do. I just wanted to raise a little bit of money and bring like five guys hunting. And we ended up doing, I believe it was like 19 guys, um, our first year. So, you know, we, we, we were, we were pretty happy with that and it felt like a pretty successful year in our eyes. Yeah. That's awesome, man. You do a lot of, uh, really good stuff for that. And I mean, the, what you brought up about the, uh, the wounded warrior project is I have a friend that he got wounded overseas and all he does is complain about how he woke up in the hospital and he had a backpack and I think some razor yep. blades or something. Yep. He was, he's just absolutely pissed that he was like, why do I, I don't want yeah. any of this. What am I supposed to do with this? I mean, they started out great. You know, I mean, their, their, their intentions were awesome. The guy, the original founder, I mean, he started in his basement and just wanted to give back and just you know, but you bring people on and you want to grow your organization and you know, it, it went the opposite way. He ended up stepping down from it cause he saw it wasn't his passion and dream anymore of what he wanted to originally started. And it turned into a corporation, you know, it's a multi million dollar charity. And so, you know, that's in a way it's kind of a good thing that they, they turned into what they did because it allowed us to build a strong platform off of what not to do from them. You know, so with us, we're, we're bringing on wounded veterans that have been part of the program that we've helped out and we've gotten out into the field and, um, you know, that we've changed lives with them. And now they're actually stepping up and becoming board members and ambassadors for us. And so I figure if we build a strong foundation of wounded veterans, it'll never get to that point. You know, it's not going to get to a point where these guys are wanting to take $500,000 or $600,000 as a salary from their, their money that should be going to their boys. So, you know, we're just trying to build a strong foundation and, and learn from other, you know, organizations mistakes and grow from there. So it's kind of, it was kind of a good thing for us, you know, cause we studied the heck out of them and, 
see the goods and bads and we just kind of go from there. This is not your day job though. I mean, let's be, no. yeah. I mean, you've got a de- regular job and you're, you're running this as a hundred percent contribution yep. to the foundation. Yeah. Um, and you know, and we're actually putting it out there. I mean, it's not going to be for much longer. We just, we've gone to the growth size that, you know, we've hit in the ceiling, what we can do with volunteers here. So, Absolutely. you know, in, in the near future, we've, we've actually had some companies step up and, and offer to help pay, um, for admin to help us bring on admin so we can continue doing our thing, but we could also have admin that help us out and, you know, take wishes to the next level. You know, I mean, I started out and, you know, I'm that guy. I'm like, it's never, we're never going to do this. We're never going to pay ourselves. But, you know, as you grow, I mean, things change, you know, I didn't start yeah. it out to make money and I really don't care to at all, but you know, to be realistic in order to take your organization to the next level, you need to bring people on. And if you're working for free, I mean, how long are you going to work for free for? So, you know, but at the same time, it's like, we're not going to be paying people a hundred thousand dollars a year. That's absolutely asinine in my eyes. So, you know, I mean, you can find college students that want to, you know, make some money on the side that are studying and marketing and, admin work and things like that so you know we there's a lot of options or young vets that are returning that aren't uh, looking yeah no that's an actually that's our number one pick is that we're bringing on a lot of veterans because one a lot of our wounded guys they 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 get their va rating so they're actually making money as it is so they don't need to be making a lot more and a lot of them have come to us and been like hey if as long as i can pay my bills i want to help out the boys so you know, so we're looking at that. That's our that's our number one option, of course. One of the coolest things I think I found on doing this podcast is the number of veterans that want to give back. When I started my journey and and uh, when I separated from the military and you know went out into the private sector, I, I decided that it, at some point I wanted to to give back. And my way is trying to tell some of the ways in which to make the transition and improve upon those processes because they're not the greatest out there, as we all know, by going through our transition assistance programs. Yep. So it was, it was trying to give those lessons learned that I had give uh, or that I had made along the way and sharing that through writing a book. And that's what I did. And I thought, you know, I was telling my friends and family, it's my way of giving back. It's one of the ways I think I can really do that is by sharing perhaps my knowledge and, and hopefully that helps somebody along the way. And then when I got into the podcasting side of it, I started realizing as I was talking to more veterans that that seems to be a running theme. Everybody yeah. in some way wants to try to give back. And the first thing you read when you go to your site is you're wanting to give back. It's your way yep. of giving back. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, and I think that's what makes you know the veteran community so strong and tight is that even though these guys have served their country they've sacrificed body and mind i mean they're still coming to us like you know i will take cameron stewart for example he's one of our going to be new board members you know he started out he came to us he was an eod he was eod in the army and he was blown up the, the his actual the bomb dog that was attached to them stepped on the IED and blew him up and you know he's gone through a lot a lot of recovery a lot of surgeries but he came to us he's like hey I want to help you know I, I would like to go on a hunt I really don't know what I'm doing so I take him out we shoot I think like six deer in a weekend and 20 pigs I mean it was just an awesome weekend for the guy and we probably killed 100 armadillos with you know you can see some videos on my Instagram with that <laughs> so we're running around with full autos and he didn't even want to deer hunt after a little bit he was having so much fun killing you know armadillos with full autos but anyways after that trip you know we taught him we, you know and we taught him how to go out and how to kill uh you know to harvest a deer and then clean it and quarter it and you know to do the whole processing so he can take that home and continue his passion well he comes to us you know a couple of months later and he's like you know what like i've worked with a lot of organizations and um he, he's like the way that you guys have everything laid out he goes i want to be part of it he goes i don't want to take advantage of the system anymore and we we're like well are you okay you know we thought we might have done something he's like no like i want to be part of the program so he's 
this guy has busted his ass for us. He's like, I want to give back to my boys now. So, you know, he's been like my road dog for all the expos. He was at SHOT Show and he did a bunch of hunting expos with me. And he's actually now stepping up and he's going to be running his own hunts this year to kind of take the weight off my shoulders and split it up so I'm not on the road 24-7. So he's actually going to be hosting his own events, his own hunts. And now, now from going from being a veteran that was part of the program and now that he's now the circle's been a complete and it's been completed, yeah. you know, now, now that from him going from a wounded vet needing help and now he's actually taking out his own guys on his own, you know, so that's what it's all about with us. And now these guys, and you know, I've had, we've had several more, you know, we've had a lot of other guys that have stepped up and they're in their process, you know, I'm not going to just throw them to the wolves. And so we are training them and showing them, but you know, it's been awesome. These guys want to give back. And I think that's what makes our community so strong and so tight is that, that at the end of the day, these guys want to help, you know, if, in their, if they're in the right mind and they can do it, they step up and, it's awesome seeing it, you know, and you see it everywhere. It's not just, you know, obviously with our organization, I see it all the time on social media. These guys have big um, conventions where they're, you know, showing these guys how to write resumes and get jobs and look for employers and, you know, kind of clean their act up. And it's good. It's great that it's happening like that. So Rob Principato is the, one of the co-founders of Military Muscle. He came on our podcast and he was talking about one of the reasons why he came up with his company and then his foundation was, it's a theme that we all have. I mean, we constantly work out and everything while we're in service through some kind of physical training and such. So it just seemed like a perfect fit when he got out. But also he says the biggest piece of it is, is the chance to sit around and fellowship and talk as veterans to one another and that healing process that goes with that. So that's part of the same thing your foundation is doing in terms of when you get these guys together. It's not just about that. It's about that fellowship, brotherhood, sisterhood, you know what's going on you get a chance to talk veteran on veteran no and absolutely and that's what a lot of people you know the the big picture with us is you know and i go on a lot a lot of trips you know and people see just me on with the social media and there's a lot we have uh a couple of our reps take the guy. There's a lot of vets that don't want their stories showed and they don't want to be seen. So, you know, we have guys that take those guys out and they don't have to worry about videotaping it and all that thing. I, I like to tell people, you know, when I'm there and with wishes, we'll, all, we, we'll always have a rep on every trip. That's just how our foundation's set up. You know, I could send a vet anywhere in the world, you know, no problem. You want to go to Alaska, here you go. You want to go to Argentina, here you go, no problem. But at the end of the day, what are they getting from that? Right. If they're just sitting in a lodge with some outfitter or a guy that has no or Christian up in uh, Juno. Yeah. You, you know, that, that'd probably be boring as all get out. <laughs> yeah. Right. So exactly. But, Nobody wants know, to hang out with me. Yeah. You're, you're stuck out there by yourself, but you know, at the end of the day, if I send somebody and they don't have that camaraderie or the bond, what are they actually, how are they actually healing? Right. So what we do is we send vets with these guys, you know, I travel with them and we have combat wounded vets that are traveling with them. And so, you know, my biggest thing is a weekend at a bonfire is more than a year's worth of therapy. I've had guys that have been going through therapy for years since they've been out and we got them out. We took them out. We had a bunch of vets come in, you know, we had a little, a couple of like little artists come in and sing and kumbaya around the bonfire, you know, I mean, just sit there and drinking beer. And these guys, opened up more in one weekend of just sitting there with good old boys than they have with their therapists in over years and years of talking to these guys. And that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. I don't care about how big of a deer we shoot or how big of a bull elk or stud muley. At the end of the day, it's what are these guys getting out of? Are they being able to open up? Are they being able to communicate with these vets? You know, And so that's the biggest part of Wishes is us having another brother or sister with you on your trip that you can open up to. You know, so it's, it's, it's like you nailed it right on the head with that. It's the commodity 
camaraderie and, and the brotherhood that these guys that we're trying to continue that on these trips with. Well, the testament to what you're doing is individuals like what you described who are wanting to start their own. If I'm in, let's say, you know, the state of Georgia, Alabama, Southeast region, do you have an effort here that I could go to? Or is it that I have um, to wait no. for an event or how does that work? No, so that's kind of a tough one to be honest with you. We've we've worked with other organizations that have chapters that are all over the place, and it's they don't. I'm not speaking for all organizations, but the ones that we've worked with that had chapters, they kind of lose. I don't know how to explain it. They kind of lose the roots of the main source in yeah. a way. No, it makes know? sense. Yeah. So with and and that's my biggest fear is that I have people representing wishes that aren't a hundred percent either educated on it or I'm not just going to start a chapter because some guys are motivated and want to start a chapter and they love what we do because at the end of the day, they don't, they're not a hundred percent knowing what's going on. So, but what we're doing is that these vets that we've helped out and they come to us, they do a year's worth of volunteer work with wishes. They'll go on trips. They go to expos and things like that to become an ambassador. So, you know, we have ambassadors in Florida, we have them in Alabama, uh, we're working on some up in the Northeast. We have them all over the Midwest. I mean, you name it. So as these guys grow with the organization, it, 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 I just don't want to lose that quality of what we have just to put people out there. I think you you're know? struggling with the same challenges that a lot of private or publicly traded type of companies go in through when they start looking at franchising. Because yeah, that's the same exactly. model. It's the same concept. Exactly. Yeah. It, absolutely. So, you know, and, 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 I mean, they could sit there and go to a, a two-week class and learn how to run your restaurant or whatever. But at the end of the day, do they really know what it is? Right. So and are they going to push of, your brand the way you want it pushed? Absolutely. And, and in the charity world, I mean, one little mistake and you're done. Yeah. You know, I mean. Chris we and I were, were just talking we, about that. We were talking about yeah. how you guys are under such heavy microscopes now. Absolutely. Yep. Which is a good thing. I mean, it's a lot. I've talked to a lot of guys that run organizations like, man, you know, when we were really screwed it for us. And, and I look at it, I'm like, I'm glad because now people are actually looking into charities. They're looking to where their money's going. And I've been telling people this. Since Think about started. Enron. Like, I go, don't just donate to donate, you know, donate to actually know what you're donating and supporting and know where your money's going. So with who we were coming out and all this, you know, the hoopla over that, it's actually educated people in a good way. So that's how I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, people are like, well, can you send us this? Can you send us your financials? And absolutely. We're 501c3. Here you go. Check us out. Look us up online and see what you're doing. You know, so I'm actually glad it happened because I was so sick of people supporting these organizations that weren't doing good. And they're only supporting because Mark Wahlberg or some celebrities talking about them. Yeah, there's, you know, so there's thousands and thousands of oh these types God, of organizations. Yes. I mean, probably way too many in some ways. And But there I mean, is. what there you're is. describing is very much like, a, what was it, Enron that had a similar situation in the publicly traded side of America where we started realizing that executives of a corporation may not be following all the laws and the rules of, of yep. engagement here, and they may be misusing individuals and the company's money. And so that's the reason why we started having you know, more checks and balances where board of directors now have to sign for the financial documents as they send it forward. They get audited more frequently, all those types of yep. things. Yep. It, it's the same type of thing, but it hadn't been felt in the nonprofit world until some of these more high profile organizations came yeah. out of the limelight. Yep, absolutely. Yep, exactly. But I, I agree like, with you, though. I think that there are, are clear opportunities here and it does establish those who are playing by the rules and those who are playing, you know, as most people want to give their money towards in a right charity, that there is a right way to do it. And, and there are organizations that are really out here trying to do what's best. I, yep. I do think, though, and Christian and I were talking about this, that some people 
under this limelight get a little bit more, they believe that nobody should draw a paycheck or nobody should do this, yeah. much maybe how you were kind of thinking when you originally came in. But if you want yep. to grow your organization, if you want to get awareness out there, you you have to end up. You have to. Yeah. You know, it you're never going to grow. And trust me, that's the biggest battle that I'm fighting with you know, all of our staff and, you know, it's just like, I'm not, you know, I didn't, I'm that stubborn guy. It's like, I didn't start this for this. And I told everybody that and this and that, and it's just, you know, you gotta be real. You gotta look at the bigger picture. Do I only want to help out 40 veterans a year? Or do I want to help out 200 veterans a year and in order to help out 200 veterans a year? I need to have people helping me. I need to, I, you know, I can't reach out to every single vet that's applying to us. You know, I can't sit there and read every single message on Facebook and Instagram. It's, you know, it's just getting to that point where that we're overwhelmed, and I see it now. And it's Social media is a full-time job in itself, Brian. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> right now I probably that. have 30 messages on that. Facebook. You know, I mean, it's just it's just insane. So we've gotten to that point, and, you know, if, and the people that understand that are going to be the ones that are actually going to be donating and supporting these organizations. You know, the ones that you're going to have – you have haters on everything. I mean, for crying out loud, you could post a picture of a Glock on Instagram, and people will talk crap on Glock. <laughs> And say Smith and Wesson's better, it's whatever. True. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you know that's just how it is. You're gonna have the haters, and the ones that are hating aren't gonna be supporting you at the end of the day, anyways. And so that's how you have to look at it. It's like, well, are you were you making donations? No. Okay, then have yeah. a nice life. You know, it's the ones that are gonna come to you and be like, you know what? We have people come to us daily. I have big sponsors and big supporters that are like, you guys need to take it to the next level. And it's like, you know, they're the ones that are gonna be writing those big checks, and those are the ones that want to take you, help you, you know, help out more vets. So they see the big picture. It's the you know the people that run businesses and actually want to help out and that, that educate themselves on the organization life. But I mean, at the end of the day, there's no reason that somebody needs to be making $500,000 right. or, or whatever, 200,000, whatever, you know, it's just like, it, it, there, there's, there's a limit to, that you should be able to put on your organization, not be taking it from, you know, the kids or vets or whatever you're helping out at the end of the day. One of the things I love about what you had just described too, is that you're trying to help individuals really get more grounded since they've been kind of like a fish out of water, they've been taken yep. out of the private sector and moved into a combat situation and return, and they're not going to find the connections that they had, or they're not going to relate. And it's not really very unlike even a non-combat situation. When you take an individual from a small town environment, you send him out into the big world, and then all of a sudden have him come back home. His friends are not going to be the same. He's not going to nope. be the same individual. Life has gone on. Life has changed. And you both need to realize that you're different now. Mm -hmm. you're, you know, Absolutely. And, and it's somewhat the same way, although in a combat situation, some of these might have been exposed to different sides of combat than other yep. people, for yep. sure. And so you're trying to help through that traumatic experience. What I like is you're also helping them find kind of their purpose and their passion. Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and so, like you said, the individual part is big with us. And, um, you know, we focus, we'll do small groups of guys, you know, twos and threes. We did, we do a big alumni hunt at the end of the year out in Texas. We bring out six guys for that. But, you know, with us, we like to focus on the individual. You know, you see these charities and they send out 15, 20 vets out on a trip. That's great. But what about the one vet that needs the most help? What about the one guy that's standing in the back of the crowd? the one that's suffering from post-traumatic stress or the one that is suffering from, you know, just being around public and people and stuff like that. So with us, you can't hide, you know, when you come out on a trip, it's one-on-one. -on -one. I mean, I'm going to be in your face every day trying to get you to open up, like in a good way, not an aggressive way. Not with a knife hand or anything, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs> but you know, it's just, 
we're going to be there. You know, you're focusing on that guy, you know, so they don't, and, and we've had a huge success with it, you know, and I, there's nothing wrong with charities that send big groups of people out. But I think in myself and what I've worked with that the, the ones that need the most help aren't going to get it because they're going to, they're just fitting in with the crowd. You know, they slip in through the cracks and they're going to go through the program at the end of the day, they go home and what do they get out of it? So, um, you know, but then we show them those passions, you know, we have guys come to us that they want to learn how to bow hunt. You know, and okay, well, let's do it. You know, we've had some great companies step up and donate bows, and we build these guys' bows. And we got a local shop here in down in SoCal. It's uh, Faith Armory. They got an awesome bow shop. We go there and they they deck these guys out from head to toe with all the top of the gear. Um, you know, and we show these guys, and then we'll go, we'll contact a local person in their area, or we found Olympic shooters in the past that have taken these guys out and trained them how to shoot. And same thing with rifles. You know, we go take these guys out and we'll send them the courses they want to learn how to shoot long range. And, you know, all the way down to the hunting. If they want to learn how to specifically hunt one type of animal, we take them out. We teach them how to call it and shoot it and, you know, either set out the decoys or baits and things like that. So, you know, we, there's a lot that goes into it that, you know, the big picture a lot of people don't see behind, you know, closed doors. But each individual vet that goes out, I'd say 90% of them were selected for that trip for, for a certain reason. You know, and we have a lot of trips that are dumped in our lap last minute. Like I just got a call, I think it was like Friday about a cow elk hunt and they need it and by the end of like this week. So, you know, we start just calling guys, hey, who wants to put meat in the freezer kind of thing. And these guys just, some guys just want to get out and fill the meat and put meat in the freezer and they, they feel sure. like they've accomplished a lot because they're feeding their families now. So it's something so simple as just going out and shooting a cow elk. I mean, you know, something that could change a guy's life. So I mean, we, we go, there's a lot of thought and a lot of process that goes into getting these guys out. And then we teach them from start to finish on how to process these animals. And, you know, I don't want these guys just to go home and be like, oh man, I had a great time. I want them to go home and be like, hey babe, like, oh man, I shot this deer. I learned how to field dress it. They took it back. I learned how to skin it. I skinned pigs. I skinned deer that weekend. I quartered it out. I learned how to pack it in coolers and freeze it. You know, there's a whole process that goes to taking care of the meat after the harvest. That's important. I want these guys to go home and be able to cook it up for their families and, you know, feel like they've accomplished something. So there's a lot, a lot, a lot of work. Not only that, but just the campfire time that you were talking about. I mean, it it could just be that all of that experience was not as important as the time that they sat around roasting marshmallows marshmallow hot dogs or making s'mores or whatever that you guys were doing yep. drinking the brew and just kind of Absolutely. having a conversation that in itself all the other stuff is not as important you know it, no it really it really isn't and you know some guys you know they might not want that you know and it, but it might just be sitting in the blind with them that day i've sat in a tree stand with a guy from sun up to sundown for like a week straight freezing our asses off every day but you know what i bonded with that guy <laughs> We, would, did. we literally would climb out of the tree in the middle of the day and lay on the ground just to warm up because we were hunting the rut and I think it was like Nebraska or some podunk state out there, some middle of nowhere <laughs> where the wind blew 24-7. And, you know, we were literally sitting in this tree freezing our ass off all day and he'd be like, bro, let's get out of here. And we'd climb down we'd go lay on the ground in the sun, warm up, eat like this nasty chicken or turkey sandwich that they we would get at the gas station that morning. And we'd Ugh. climb back up at the tree, you know, and we didn't kill anything. But you know what? That guy is now a brother of mine for the rest of my life because we sat there and froze our asses off for seven days and pawned it over it. So, you know, it's things like that. It's, yeah. It's just, it's just being with these guys and sitting there and, you know, they ask you questions and you open up to these guys and they open up to you. It's, it's just awesome. It's an awesome experience. And, I, you know, it's a blast doing it. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think it really just comes down to building that connection, which is yep. what it seems like you're all about. 
I mean, you saw the guys at SHOT Show. I mean, every year we bring out um, – I try to bring the same guys because now the sponsors are learning who these guys are and it's that familiar face. But, you know, I bring these guys to SHOT Show and people get to see them. They get to meet them firsthand. And, you know, now they're becoming like little celebrities at these expos because, you know, it's the Wishes guys and, you know, it's the same guys over and over again. You know, I have my certain guys that can work expos, you know, and it's not it's not an easy thing working like SHOT Show and, and the Hunt Expos because there's a lot of knowledge that goes into them. I just, and, and there's a lot of trust. You know, I've seen these guys and I've seen other charities bring out guys and they just go completely crazy at shot shows there in vegas so you know there's a there's a thought process that comes in the guys that can represent your company in a professional manner and go out there and handle it on their own so you know now these companies every year they're seeing the same guys over and over again and you know they're all getting messaged on instagram like come by our booth you know come say hi and they're getting hooked up with gear and equipment and you know, and it's just like a family. It's just a big thing. And these guys are getting, you know, welcomed with open arms to a lot of these big, big companies. And it's just awesome seeing the growth. And, you know, now and they feel good about it because now they, they feel like they're contributing something back. You know, they're walking around SHOT Show and CMC Trigger Booth. You know, they, oh, my God, wait, get over your wishes. And it's like Deb and all the crew at CMC, they bring these guys in, big hugs and kisses and things like that. And it's like, you know, you don't get that if you're just cycling numbers through you know so we want to focus on these guys and make let them know that they're part of a family did you ever in your wildest dreams think that you were going to become an entrepreneur hell no not in a million years (laughs) (laughs) i tell us a little bit about that growth part of it i mean trying to go through the learning experience of starting your own organization it's it's a freaking nightmare to be honest yeah. with you. I get asked daily, like, "Hey man, like I get messages and people and stop me and like, hey, I, I, I want to start my own charity." And the first thing I'm like, "Don't, don't do it." You know, I'm like, "Can you see yourself working for years and years for free, or you know?" If, I mean, I'm up at two or three in the morning. My fiance, she, I mean, she, my fiance is the one that gets all the credit. She's wishes, you know, I couldn't do it without her. I'm just a dumbass Marine. So, you know, and, and so she kind of got sucked into it. You know, she didn't have a choice when I was like, Hey, I'm doing this. Cause she supports anything I do. So, you know, and, and without her, I mean, she, she's learning as we go. You know, I'm people are like, you know, we'll make mistakes and I'm human. It's right. I'm, the, I'm learning as I go. I'm a Marine. Like at the end of the day, it's all I knew. I joined as a kid and I got out and now all of a sudden I'm running this, I think a successful organization in just a matter of a couple of years. And, you know, so the growth is it's just a huge pain in the ass and it's, it's growing every day and people will kind of put you down for it like, oh, well, you, you should be doing this instead. I was like, well, I don't know, you know, and I'm human. I'm not going to sit there and be that guy. It's like, oh, well, yeah, 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 we're doing that instead. I'll be like, oh, you know, shit, I, I messed up. You know, I'm human, whatever. I don't. So, you know, it's, it's been a, it's definitely a roller coaster, but I've learned and I've grown so much from, you know, starting a bit, I guess, a business. I, I hate using those terms, but, you know, it's it's definitely got its ups and downs. And, you know, when you're sitting there down and beat up at the end of the day and you're just like, why am I doing this? You know, and questioning myself, you know, you get to people that talk negative on it. And some of the vets are just, you know, sometimes won't make you want to pull your hair out. But then you get that one success story of you know, uh, a veteran's dad or a mom, like writing you like, Hey, I haven't seen my son smile like that in years, you know? So, and those things are kind of things like I me, mean, like right now, it gives me goosebumps because we send these guys on trips and you don't know. I mean, you just meet them from, you know, for, you know, a couple of days and then, but you see the growth in just a matter of a couple of days of going on an adventure. And then you start getting the, the thank yous, you know, from wives and brothers and moms and dads and how their sons and daughters have changed so much and just going out and, you know, shooting a turkey or something like that. So that's what makes it at the end of the day, you know, you sit there and you're like, damn, like, why am I doing this? And then, you know, you get that email or that Facebook comment and you're just like, okay, that's why I'm doing it. You know? So it's tough. It's, it's a, definitely a rough road. I mean, if I'd known what I, if I, 
if I knew the future of what I would do, I don't know. I mean, I would still do it, but it would be a, there'd be a lot of thought put into it because, I mean, if I'm putting this many hours into a charity, I wish I could be putting it into a real business and be making millions of dollars off of it. So, right, right. You know, but, you know, you're, like, you're touching lives the way you are. Yeah. Like you said, it gives, probably gives you that total satisfaction and fulfillment. So what, what was it? What was the rank that you got out of in the, the Marine Corps? Sergeant. Okay, so that, that makes sense to me because you can just kind of hear in your voice, you know, trying to be the coach and the mentor as you're going through this whole process, you know, and how you're you're reaching out to these guys and wanting to be that individual that as an NCO we're kind of taught if you're you know if you're worth your salt that is and and truly a leader uh, you're, you're still continuing that tradition yeah and I, I was I was kind of different as a staff NCO too in the Marine Corps you know I mean I was out there I was an am tracker you know I'm not a grunt um so you know at the end of the day I was in the, I was one of those staff sergeants that I probably I probably wasn't liked by a lot of the other ones in the battalion because you know, if it was a Friday afternoon and I'm sitting there cleaning heavies, I'm cleaning the 50 and the 40 with my boys, you know, I'm sweeping the common areas if it was tasked to my team, you know. So, you know, I was that guy that was in the trenches and with my boys every single day, you know, I led from the front. And so it just kind of came natural for me to want to put something together and be like, you know, hey, let's do this. Let's do it right. And let's do it the right way. So kind of just rolled right into it. I mean, it kind of, you know, it wasn't natural being a business owner, but it was kind of natural just taking charge and kind of just wanting to get it going, you know, it's just my personality and who I am. You think about some of the great success stories that are out there, though, that you read about daily and individuals who are now, you call them success stories, they might be multimillionaires and everything else running a business, but you find out that they've had very humble beginnings and they were individuals who may have had some kind of challenge or something that they overcame. Yep. And along the way, they learned life lessons and they made many mistakes along the way of growing their business. But everybody yep. only hears about the final success story that's now in the news, <laughs> yeah, but they don't hear the, about, like you said, the 10, 15 years of challenges that went with it. Yeah. I mean, they, they see these people as being multimillionaires or running huge corporations, but they don't realize that that guy probably started out in his you know kitchen and you know, busting his ass and working one job and then coming home at night and working on that business all night and getting two or three hours of sleep and doing that again for years and years until, it, you know, it's took yeah. off, you know, and that's what it takes to run a, a business. And, you know, a lot of people I, I get, these, I have a lot of friends and, you know, a lot of people that I know that run charities and they've been around a lot longer than me. And these guys are like, man, how, how are you doing it? You know, like how, why, why have you grown so much in a couple of years? I bust my ass, you know, my, my fiance, she busts her ass, you know, and it's like the more that we work and the harder we work, the more vets we can help. And that's how I look at it at the end of the day. If I'm not out there going to these expos, meet and greet these people, I mean, you never know. I mean, you could just be walking through Walmart and meet somebody. It's 24 seven. You should be turned on, on, on your company and being able to pitch it to somebody. And that's what I tell these people. And then Man, how do I start a business? It's like, I don't know how to start a business. It's kind of, I just did it. You know, I just one day got the, an idea and a spark in my ass and I was like, let's do it. And I've just not stopped. I just been 24 seven working for wishes. And it's just, you know, and I think it's paid off. We've, our growth has been unbelievable in the last couple of years and people you know and i get some hate over it and i don't care you know it is what it is oh you're always here you're always there well guess what i've helped out you know 40 i did 37 hunts last year because of me busting my ass and going to all these hunt expos and meeting all these people and going and hanging out and you know guess what that led to three or four other trips that led to two or two or three hunts you know so it's just what it takes it takes being out there meeting and greeting going to shot do i want to go to shot show for a week absolutely not i absolutely despise shot show i get sick every single time 
I lose my voice. You get no sleep. You're then you got guys off. like Christian coming up. Are you Bam Bam? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, when you I know. saw him, he was like a walking corpse. I was like, good I lord. Was, it was, it was, it's a nightmare because, you know, I have 10 vets and it's like trying to wrangle cats, trying to herd cats. So I got 10 vets and I'm getting pulled in a million different directions by sponsors and future companies that we want to work with and just supporters and all that stuff. And then you're out and then you have all your sponsors have an after party. So you have, that's where all the business is done. So you're out till four in the morning, you get two or three hours of sleep and you do it again for a week. You're just like, uh, so it's like, uh, I hate shot show. So, but you know what? We get a ton of work done there and it's, it's, it's very successful, but that's a lot of people. A lot of people are like, Oh no, I don't do shot show. It's, you know, not, it's not pointless. Well, I'm a charity. There's no reason for a charity to be there but you know what we're there and we're hustling and we're killing it every single time so that's just the mentality that you have to have it's an exceptional job of just marketing yourself and that's that's the key you know yep, it's absolutely out there so people know as you said so you're not just a random another charity sending a message to somebody via email or direct message or whatever and saying, that's hey, it that's it. That's, there's so many charities. There's, I run into every time I do something oh man I run charity oh, I have a charity I have a charity I have a charity it's like every now it's like the cool thing I I wish I would have known. I would have just jumped on board with an organization to support it if I would have known everybody's going to be starting them now. You know, so <laughs> it's like it seems like it's the cool, trendy thing to do is to yeah, start a charity. But, true. you know, I'd, I'd say most of them piddle out in the first year or two. But it's like, you know, I get these guys and I put them in these awesome jerseys. We have unbelievable sponsors. And so these guys stand out. And so now it's like I'm looking on social media and it's like nothing but wishes for Warriors guys here and there and, you know, taking their shirts off and dancing, trying to win guns and prizes and all this other stuff, you know, and I just let them have fun. <laughs> but it's people learning who these guys are. And it's throughout the year. They're like, oh, you guys were the one where the guy got uh, naked and danced for a cooler. And I'm like, yeah, that was our guy, you know, like, you know, so, you know it's like. But they remember now, and it's like, oh, dude, yeah, you guys were so so much fun, or I hang out with your guys at this party, or I party with Ted Nugent, and he was giving these guys stuff, you know. So that's how it is, and right. you know, it's just all about getting out there and marketing yourself, and being, you know, having fun doing it. You know, we're not that stickler like slacks and button up t-shirts you know these guys are real they're veterans i would never try to conform them to be anything that they're not so i'm i tell them like hey let's let's be a little bit professional tonight but you know be yourselves you know at the end of the day these guys are all trigger pullers and door kickers so you know i want them to have fun and experience you know shot show and the sponsors and things like that but it's a good time as long as they're all having a blast with them, not making not making me look bad i don't care so somebody's not at shot show they're not at one of these events what's the best way to try to find more information about wishes for warriors um, you can go right on our website. It's just www.wishes4warriors.org um, or any of our social media platforms. It's just uh, either on Instagram or Facebook. It's hard. You know, social media is, is, is hard to keep up with, but we get all the emails. Emails is probably best for us. But, you know, it's just it, our website. Go right to our website. All of our links are on there. I, get all the, I see everything that goes on in the company anyways. You know, Brittany and the other staff, they, they forward. If it needs to come to me, I get it. So I see it all. Awesome. Man, I, Brian, I really appreciate you coming on and telling us about Wishes for Warriors and all the great things you guys are doing. I certainly wish you much success in all that you guys are doing and continue reaching out and helping our brothers and sisters. No, thank you. I appreciate you guys having us on. That was great talking with you, brother. Yeah, man, you too. Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and at Facebook by searching at Mentors, the number four M-I-L, and please subscribe to our podcast. It's free, and it ensures you're the first to hear our latest podcast show. We have several options depending upon your device, and we're at iTunes, SoundCloud, at Stitcher, and at TuneIn Radio. It doesn't matter whether you are searching for your passion or purpose, finding your way through a military or civilian career, working on your fitness, or just about to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. Get after it.